rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 964, November 14th, 2022. We had a high of 71 degrees on this day back in 1990, and it was as zero as it was as cold as zero in 1919. We're just days away, hours away, really, from the last 70 mm. of the year. And then I, you know, I'm going to do some homework, and I'll find out the first 70. And that'll be a way, uh, as a 21st year, I can share with you how to beat winter. I bet the time between 70s isn't that great. And then what I'll do also, I'll get the time between 60s. And uh, and because uh, you know I lead a pretty exciting life, got so a lot to do. Then I'll get my weather calendar out and and do that for you. Okay. And now from the mayor's office One above of the boathouse wow. on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning uh, Technology Corner. Pull pull me now, but you'll like the information. John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Bert says, this is too fun not to share. I needed a Dobbler's wrench to adjust the timing nut on the Mark Farner unit, so I had to head to the Man Mall. At checkout, I received the obligatory, what else you got going this weekend? Mm. I said, I thought I'd can some apricots. Uh Uh-oh. The clerk smiled for a second and said, yeah, we were going to do that, too, but the wife's out of town, and it's not as much fun by yourself. I paused to look at him, and we both broke out laughing. GL humor at the man mall <laughs> oh, to brighten fantastic. the day. <laughs> well, that makes another my, apricot guy. <laughs> that makes my day. That's, That's wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> wow. I haven't laughed like that in a while. Wife's out of town. Yeah. Well, you were out hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stacy, the GL geologist, weighs in with a ray of hope. We attended the tree lighting in Rice Park Saturday night. There was a big Christmas tree lighting in downtown St. Paul. The ray of hope was not that there was a mayor, Melvin Carter, sighting, although he was there. It was that the youth choir sang songs with the words Christmas and Jesus in them. That is amazing. In digging in, the group known as Mini MLPS appears to be a Christian group. They referenced a, uh, they reference a Bible verse relating to their name. Uh, I was tr- it was truly enjoyable. Good luck, Stacy, the GL geologist. Here's today's ray of hope. You know, That's fantastic. Your guy uh, Melvin Carter. While we've been harsh on him, he did have a pretty good tweet over the weekend. I don't follow uh, the mayor on Twitter. Well, I only saw it because Patrick. Royce retweeted it. Matt Burke, this was, I believe, on Veterans Day. It was November 11th. Tweeted the following after he and uh, Scott Jensen had lost the race for governor. Uh, Matt Burke tweeted, Jesus lost his only election versus Barabbas, just saying. Melvin Carter retweeted that, says, hashtag Florida man loses election, compares self to Christ. Yeah, I did see I did see Burks. I thought it was a little over the top. I did too, Matt. That's a little over the top. A little over the top. But Melvin, had, that was a pretty good comeback. Say, you know what occurs to me? That was such a good Vikings game. How good was it? It would have been a great game had they lost. It was that good. True. Uh, but let's save all that for Monday Night Sports Talk. Okay. It was really enjoyable, though. A very calm way to spend... 
three and a half hours. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Say, uh, I have to find my shovel. What do you mean? I, I must have stored it in the shed for the summer because she ain't in its usual spot mm. in the garage. So I'm going to have to tromp out there and get the shovel because this stuff is sticky. <laughs> this ain't going away. This is this segment, it's like around the breakfast table with Such. Just random random asides. Well, it's not, it's not snow blowable snow. Well, Joe, I found my snow brush this morning for Did the you? pickup. Yeah, boy. Right well, where you, I left it last. Well, you know, uh, my, you know my tip on that. Bring it inside with you wherever you park. Bring your uh, scraper inside with you. Okay. Because then, then you don't have to open the door and get snow all over the front seat of your car. In my case, it's a full-size push broom. Yeah, you got a big rig. So what I br- so I carry the brush, the full size the broom push, push broom through the hallways with me. <laughs> the uh, president of the United States has been abroad. Uh, most recently, he's meeting with Xi of China, uh, but he was at he was at the resort in Egypt for the climate conference. And on Friday, uh, get a get a pencil and paper, Reavers. All right. On Friday, and this is according to the White House. This isn't uh, me uh, citing some obscure website. This is the White House uh, website. And it's a fact sheet on what President Biden announced uh, at the uh, luxury resort in Egypt where they all flew in. Uh, He announced new initiatives to strengthen U.S. leadership in tackling climate change. Boy. And I believe of all the political fallout of the last election, the one that's most disconcerting to me is that climate change is not going to go away as a political movement, given given who's triumphed, not only nationally but locally. Uh, we're stuck with this BS. And we're, it ain't going nowhere. We're stuck with their, their insanity. Uh, but this was uh, this was dated Friday, just this past Friday, November 11th, and it notes that today, at the 27th UN Climate Conference (COP27), mm. <laughs> President Biden announced new initiatives to strengthen U.S. leadership tackling the climate crisis. Well, there is no crisis, and galvanizing global action and commitments. President Biden will demonstrate that the United States is following through on its existing commitments and initiatives while accelerating new and expanded domestic and global efforts. I'm setting up the initiatives. Mm. Uh, As President Biden said at last year's COP in Glasgow, this is a decisive decade. Now, remind me, they all walked to this summit right they 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 all were eco canoes no they kayaked okay gotcha gotcha in birch bark kayaks Mm, nice touch because kayaks are made of plastic often and that's a petroleum product so you couldn't use that That will also hurt mother earth right as president biden said at last year's gop in glasgow this is a decisive decade because we don't have time we don't even have 10 years to live do we we're down to nine i believe nine and the U.S. is acting to lead a clean energy future that leverages market forces, technological innovation, and investments to tackle the climate crisis. There is no crisis. The initiatives the president is announcing today, Friday, also reflects the global imperative to support vulnerable developing country partners, that means they want money, in building resilience to a changing climate. 
I thought it was a crisis. Now you're back to what's reasonable, a changing climate. The climate always changes. Helping them to cope with a problem they did not create. <laughs> I, I, I can't read the whole thing because it's, it's a long uh, document issued by the White House. That particular document will be posted to the Garage Logic website with today's but show. But let's go through the initiatives. All right. Number one, uh, President Biden will bolster climate, I'm sorry, will bolster global climate resilience. Ooh. That means doubling the U.S. pledge to the adaptation fund to 100 mil. Okay. So no to 100 mil. And announcing over 150 mil. Oh, boy. In new support to accelerate to to accelerate the president's emergency plan for adaptation and resilience. Uh, apparently, they come up with an ac- ac- acronym called Prepare. This is these are efforts across Africa. These build on over the twenty million dollars that Biden announced this year to accelerate Prepare's work in small island developing states. The hell. Mm-hmm. Number two, accelerating global climate action, including launching a new initiative to support Egypt in deploying 10 GWs, what's that, gigawatts? Sure. Of new wind and solar energy while decommissioning the five GWs of inefficient natural gas generation. Huh? I don't know. Number three. Hold on, you didn't give the money, though. I didn't see. Oh, there's money It's there. at the bottom. There's money. Here we go. Uh, it's something to do with methane, and uh, there's a methane pledge. Well, Joe, that's leveraging the federal government's over $630 billion in annual purchasing power. Yeah, what Wait are we minute. buying? Yeah. We're buying action, climate action. Just a minute. You know, strengthening proposed domestic Methane regulations in oil and gas that would reduce U.S. methane from covered sources by 87% below O5 levels, as well as other domestic and international action to tackle methane emissions. Uh, That's COWS. And advance the global (laughs) methane pledge and announcing new actions that would make the U.S. the first national government to require major suppliers to set Paris Agreement-aligned emissions reduction goals, leveraging the federal government's over $630 billion in annual purchasing power. I don't think that means they're spending $630 billion well, on in, methane in, reduction. Well, who knows what it means? It doesn't make any it doesn't sense. doesn't mean anything. It's intentionally gobbledygook. Number three, catalyzing investment at the scale required to tackle the climate crisis. Catalyzing uh, investment at the scale required. So what? Okay. They want to unlock billions in Launching private investment. New initiative plus approaches. Strategic. Number four, engaging all of society <laughs> exactly. in tackling the climate crisis. Everybody. That's us. We're not leaving anybody out here. This, oh. is, this might be my favorite, including launching. A climate gender equity fund. Oh, that makes sense. Because that will control nature. Yes. A climate gender equity fund, an indigenous people's finance access facility, which suggests so, a building that you'll go to to get something, 
and new exchanges to empower youth across the world to be leaders on resilience and clean energy in their communities. The minute one of these brats walks up my driveway, we got problems. So uh, am I to understand that the climate is racist yes. or hates it, well, plus certain it's not, it's genders? It's not equitable and it's not gender equitable. Yeah. Indigenous Peoples Finance Access Facility. What's that? What's a facility means there's got to be a building where you can go and maybe get money. The loading dock and something the like that. Vault and the whole deal. The, compre- the comprehensive list of announcements by the U.S. delegation at COP27 includes bolstering global climate resilience. We doubling must be, our doubling yeah. our pledge to the adaptation fund to a hundred million. In Glasgow, we announced our intent to make our first ever contribution to the Adaptation Fund through an initial pledge of $50 million. Today, Biden announced that U.S. is going to double that to $100 mil. It's all your money, people. Even you euphorians, this is your money. A- uh, accelerating Adaptation in Africa. We get $150 mil for that. Uh... This includes U.S. support for expanding access to early warning systems for all of Africa. Okay. Uh, you mean like a heat warning, I wonder? Or? Five million, 12 million. I'm just doing some math over here. I, I, uh, well, that's two different 12 million contributions on this well, one coming what, up. What exactly is We're going to ur- build a regional uh, weather service, apparently. Uh, is that what this early warning system for all of Africa is all about? I guess. Because it doesn't say. Well, they're gonna, uh, we're going to throw in 13.6 mil to the systematic observations financing facility that will help fill weather, water, and climate observation gaps in Africa. In other words, they need, they need more meteorologists. The United States will invest 15 mil to support the co-development and deployment of early warning you know, systems in Africa. Such the the folks that came up with and created the the food fraud scandal, mm-hmm. they must read something like this and their eyes roll back in their head and their and their toes curl and they just what a fantasy this is. What can they get into this? Oh my God! Can you think? They're the, rubbing their hands together. The billions that they're going to be able to bilk the government out of. Because these are all countries where the corrupt leaders got the purple Bentley outside the castle. Yes. You know, and and yes. none of this money is going to go to anything. No. Except the corrupt leader. One hundred percent of it. Now, if we partner, uh, there's something coming up here. I have a question on how to document this on my line item uh, document. Here. I'm, I'm even running out of uh, the enthusiasm to continue reading this insanity. So if we partner with Germany on something, because coming down the line here, Joe, Germany and the United States announced over $250 million in resources to unlock $10 billion in commercial investment to support Egypt's clean energy economy. Okay. Do we split that bill on this line with the, item? With the Germans? Yeah. I I think so. Okay, so I'll only put 125 million of our money, not right. 250 million of our money. We're going to build the capacity of African decision makers of today and tomorrow. I guess they think there will be a tomorrow to oh, to accelerate adaptation across the continent for years to come. This includes contributing 10 million 
to support the launch of a new adaptation center in Egypt, the Cairo Center for Learning and Excellence on Adaptation and Resilience, announced by this. This is just a complete redistribution of American taxpayer money. That's all this is. Why in the hell can't Egypt build their own building to, and call it whatever they want? <laughs> Supporting locally led efforts to adapt to climate impacts, we're going to give 33.5 mil in support for the least developed countries initiative for effective adaptation and resilience, which is helping African countries like Uganda, Purple Bentley, Malawi, Purple Bentley, Gambia, Purple Bentley, and Burkina Faso, Purple Bentley, to enhance access to adaptation finance for the most vulnerable. What the hell does that mean? Nothing. Make it easy to get money to buy another Purple Bentley. Yeah. This is such... Well, uh, expanding access <laughs> to risk-based insurance for the most vulnerable. Now, we gotta, we're going to work with multilateral development banks and support the G7 Global Shield against climate risk to protect vulnerable people. You know what? They've created a movement. They're populating it with bureaucrats, and they're all going to become enriched. None of this has anything to do with the temperature. Ooh, we got a 15 bill coming no, up. No, this is this is rich people making other people rich. This is rich people flying around to resorts to say that we're we're not being good people. Well, we have to win the battle, Joe. Mobilizing the private sector for adaptation and resilience. That's only 25 mil. I don't want to read that. Further supporting climate smart food systems in Africa. All right. They can't even poop indoors in Africa. Nope. Why don't we just, how about we build a sanitary system? Uh, and this will help adapt their food systems to climate impacts through at least 100 mil in adaptation funding. Uh, okay. Advancing climate security through Sahel climate advocacy and peace building with pastoralists. What in the what? This, this initiative yeah, aims read it. Yeah. to reduce the risk of farmer herder climate change related conflict in communities spanning the border of Niger and Benin by conveniently increasing herders' access to political participation in local and national government and improving herders' and farmers' access to climate forecasts of rainfall, droughts, and other environmental factors. Because right now, you know, Abdi, the herder, he's out there in the field, and we're not telling him if it's going to rain or not. And now you know we what? are going to. We're going to tell him, but Abdi is poor now, yeah. and Abdi is going to be poor then, too. <laughs> Abdi, Ain't no money poor. for Abdi. At least at least you'll get a warning you that you're about to get. You wait when that purple Bentley drives by, because that's your leader. Yeah, there's your money right there, And he'll Abdi. be eating steaks, and you're going to be eating sheep poop. <laughs> Again. <laughs> All right, I've got some significant uh, dollar amounts here. Well, I, I don't even oh, We're not even close hell, to done, Chris. No, Iowa's skimming ahead through all the paragraphs and, and, and there we don't have enough time seriously we don't have enough time left on earth according to these idiots right chris to spend this much money chris no matter what figure you give us it's going to be 500 billion short of what we're really going to spend that's a good point 
What do so, you got so far, So Chrissy? just in the line items in paragraph form, I've got $1.394 billion, but that doesn't include two separate line items that were in uh, two other separate line item figures that were Two point three billion and fifteen billion. Oh yeah, those were separate. Bill in there? There is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I one. I didn't it, get to it yet, did I? You, it was. It was down the line. Yeah, it was down the line. But There's you know no what? One. The one that you cited earlier, Joe, the um, the gender equity fund, oh, the climate. Important. How much are we spending on that? That actually wasn't as bad. If you go through the list of things, it only ranked about eighteenth on the list because that was only twenty one million we're spending on gender equity fund. Is that to get men and women to worry equally about climate? With initial seed funding of $6 million, USAID is co-launching a new climate gender equity fund in partnership oh. with Amazon, which will leverage oh. private sector contributions to help women, provide women, excuse me, climate leaders with technical skills, networks, and capital to develop and scale climate solutions. So women have, de- have been, uh, uh, provi- uh, been prevented from... You, you, guys, uh, you guys, you no. guys, quit saying it wrong. It's her, she, they. It's her, she. Her, she, the they, fund them. is enabled by USAID's commitment to gender responsive climate action, including it's allocating more than 21 mil, as I mentioned, from the Gender Equity and Equality Action Fund, surpassing, <laughs> surpassing its. Fourteen million from last year's commitments. We had to upper Joe a little bit. It was only fourteen mil last year. Now it's twenty-one mil. Supporting climate resilience and sustainable development in wow. SIDS. S I D S. Find me what that means. I don't even care what that means. Uh, through the local twenty thirty islands network. So we're going to have some island-led resilience. Through engagement and technical support through the network, which currently includes 20 island economies. You know what the New York Times Travel Magazine had yesterday? These beautiful photographs of cottages in the water in Belize. Uh, It'd be tough to get there by a robot. That's the same newspaper that'll tell you. Right. You know, well, never mind. What the hell? Supporting storm surge mapping. Hell, okay. Trump did that with a magic marker, remember? Right. He made the hurricane it's go It's going to go other up way. here and come down here like a Calcutta clipper. Right. Yeah. How you doing over there? <laughs> we'll develop storm surge risk maps to improve mm-hmm. understanding of storm surge flooding and vulnerability from landfalling tropical cyclones, providing critical information to save lives and avoid climate impacts. Who exactly is this going to help? Because the people that have already been impacted by storm surges, Mm -hmm. they know what's going to happen. They know where it's going to flood. They know where it's going to be safe. So who, in fact, is this helping? It's not. It's a redistribution of money. It's lining the pockets. It has nothing to do with the climate. Absolutely nothing. They've just invented all these great acronyms and titles and bureaucracies. Go to the next one, To down. shift the money around. Well, let me wait on that. I want to come back to that. Oh, 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 there's just so many. No, I know. We're not done. But I want to tell you, I think the Center of the American Experiment ought to do a national golden turkey update. No kidding. Right now, the Center of the American Experiment, the original pushbackers in the state of Minnesota, they're having their golden turkey update. And leading by a 79% margin is the food fraud scandal. 
And there's so much more to choose from. You can go on the uh, Center of the American website and you can do your own voting for the best waste of Minnesota government money this year. Well, actually, it would be the best waste of your money. All you have to do is go to AmericanExperiment.org and you can vote. The Center of the American Experiment uh, publishes great papers. There are a great bunch of thinkers over there. They push back. They stage events. They bring in speakers. They have a great magazine. Uh, you can email them and get answers to questions. We should be thankful we have them in our midst because they're, they're the opposite of that picture you saw the other day of Walls meeting with about 150 white people <laughs> to plan the uh, to plan the future. A lot of, the of diversity state. in that photo, uh, and uh, he had a lot of help there. In his, uh, was that his cabinet? I believe so. Uh, because he really he must have had a hundred people. Yeah. And uh, I didn't see a lot of diversity. No, there no. wasn't. But the center of the American experiment weighs in on things like that. Uh, check them out and become uh, become very familiar as we have AmericanExperiment.org. Some people go by there and there's great big bubbles. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Well, we've got another great sale in progress from Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe with the Veterans Day sale. It's running through November 22nd in honor of our great veterans. Maple Grove Lock and Safe is offering some special pricing on Select USA made Liberty safes like the USA 50 Iwo Jima. It's a limited edition gloss white uh, with the Iwo Jima logo and the uh, USA 50, USA 30 always are, excuse me, are also on sale. And like always, financing, professional delivery and installation, not only is it available, but I say uh, it's advisable. Just have a pro set it up for you. It's a lot easier. Liberty Safes is, of course, made in the United States of America, transferable lifetime warranty, and the best built safes on the planet. You can look them up on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com, uh, but then stop into the showroom in Maple Grove. Say hello to Rich. He's at 6901 East Fish Lake Road. He's open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and, of course, open 24 hours a day on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Uh, this madness continues. We're going to support climate-affected vulnerable migrants. Uh, the U.S. is going to uh, pitch in five mil. That's nothing. That's chump change. To the Migration Multi-Partner Trust Fund to support climate-affected vulnerable migrants. I mean, like if they get sunburn or something? What What happens? This program underscores our commitment to the vision of the Global Compact for Migration, including improving cooperation on international migration. It also advances the Biden administration's climate strategy reflected in the 2021 White House report on the impact of climate change on, mig on migration. Because we have vulnerable... Oh, uh, so... so uh, Wait, so if you're entering this country illegally, we want you to do it in a comfortable manner. We'll, yep. we'll give you the forecast ahead of a time so you can make adjustments, maybe bring your we'll rain. install large screen TVs at the border and they're tuned to the Weather Channel. Bring your umbrella if yeah. you're entering the country illegal. We're expecting a rain. President Biden believes that tackling the climate crisis and keeping the 1.5 degree Celsius temperature goal within reach requires all hands on deck 
demanding the mobilization of local, state, and national governments. And as I said at the start of the show, my biggest regret of the election, the way it went, is that we're going to be inundated with this climate BS right here. Mm-hmm. Right here. Yep. There'll be no getting around. Well, Joe, it. let's take it a step further. Let's take it a step further, Joe. Um, we're a nation of idiots, and we just decided that, especially in this state, that we're completely cool with what's been going on the last few years. And hell, we're going to sign up for a couple more years based yep. upon how we voted at the old polling places last Tuesday. Yep. So imagine being the person that may or may not have lost your job due to the results of the pandemic because we had a bunch of people that decided that, well, we're going to lock you out of your house. We're going to lock your kids out of school. We're just, we're. We're going to make sure that we're going to take care of you. And your point being? My point's be, My point is, well, I'm so fired up right now. My point is, there are people that are really struggling just to get freaking by. And this is such a slap in the face no. to every freaking taxpayer in this country. I think you have it completely wrong. Oh, I think what? this provides a great comfort to people realizing the good they're doing when they pay their and taxes. They, and, and we so. keep willingly signing up for this. When you get on a bus on the north side and then transfer to a different bus and then transfer to another one and then hop on light rail and then take that down to the mall and then put your eight hours in and then do it all backwards but then stop and work at a part-time job and then get home at, I don't know, 10 o'clock after your kids have gone to bed, that's going to make you feel better. That's going to make you feel the sacrifices you've it made. is. It's going to give you a sense of virtue. It's going to give you a sense of purpose. I have a question for you. You're building a new building in Egypt we're where not, people can go and get the not, weather forecast? We're not serious. In the history of this country, mm-hmm. has there been a bigger boondoggle crammed down our throat? No. Not even um, not even the thing with alcohol? Uh, Prohibition? What, what, Prohibition? No. Because we went backwards on prohibition, we finally learned our lesson. Mm-hmm. No, this uh, prohibition pales compared to this. This is a, uh, a, a a dreadful scam that's bringing about a complete reinvention of Western civilization. It's going to take your money to the point where you're not going to have a lot, and you'll be doing what you're told to do in terms of your behavior, and the excuse will be that you're being told that so we can preserve the planet. The planet will do just fine without us. Of the millions and billions we've discussed so far in this initiative, how much of that money is actually going to go for doing something climate-related, solving? None of it. You know the answer to that. None of it is. And you, I think you glossed over uh, a very key factor in this, and I believe it was at the very top, Joe. Or maybe it was in the header of what I clicked on. But basically, we're being sold and we're being told that this is in response to uh, Putin's unprovoked war on Mm -hmm. Ukraine. Mm -hmm. You know what will be fun? Well, it would be fun if it wasn't so tragically ridiculous. Uh, It'll be fun to watch local leaders, all of whom are DFLers, including every occupant of a state office, It'll be fun with them to, to watch them scramble to come up with their own BS. Oh, God. And uh, it'll range from uh, turning down temperatures in office buildings to uh, cutting down more trees for bicycle paths and, and what have you. But you watch uh, an outgrowth of this as a federal movement will be the likes of Tim Walls and his people having to uh, 
having to uh, counter it themselves. They'll have to come up with their own uh, their own white paper on this. To Ooh, tell we can't us, call it that. Well, That's their racist. Own, their own study to tell us what we're going to have to do to mitigate climate change because it's a crisis here in Minnesota. It's just a crisis. <laughs> and, we, and you watch. I mark my words. You will hear a lot about this from these people. You'll, you'll, they're going to come up with new plans, and it's going to be costly, and it'll be all done for your own good, which is utter B as in B, S as in S. These are people who have exhausted the conventional and traditional reach of government and are taking it into a new era of supervision, supervision of American behavior, supervision of what we can and cannot do. They've exhausted building libraries and fixing streetlights and repairing bridges and dams. They've exhausted that, although they've done a poor job of that. And they've moved on. They've moved on to a higher calling that they believe they have uh, because they've all become uh, somewhat corrupted uh, morally, ethically, and emotionally by their lives on the third rail. They've been so insulated from the strife of ordinary working Americans that they don't even include that in their thinking anymore. They've gone beyond that to come up with this, and you watch how this impacts the state level. Mark my words, this will impact the state something furiously. According to the James Madison Institute, which is a free market American think tank headquartered in Tallahassee, Florida, since April of 2020, gentlemen, uh, the state of Florida is averaging right around 903 people moving to the state every single day. If I, uh, Kenny, I said the other day that one of the things we've observed, uh, at least locally, is that we have legislative candidates who run and win merely to address their own grievances. Yep, and I'm, right. I'm basing that on a, uh, we have the first transgender legislator, uh, someone named Lee Finke. And as I've said, God bless Lee. I have nothing against Lee Finke. But uh, her only reason or they, she's, or whatever it is, only reason was to be the first transgender. And I said, that That's means as, that means as much to Minnesotans as me collecting British cars. It has yeah. nothing to do. But I don't think it's hyperbole to suggest that the people running now for office, particularly on the left, if not exclusively on the left, are doing so because they sense these higher callings. And that the government now is a, a place where they can be accommodated for their climate change beliefs. It has nothing to do with plowing streets or fixing street lights. Or, and it never will. Well, and she's, is it she, her? Yes. A, She'll never be effective at anything she does. So her only, her campaign pledge, her goal was to get elected to be the first? No, I didn't, That's it? I didn't see her campaign paperwork but in her post-election victory all we yeah. heard was uh i'm this so pleased to be um, able to yeah. speak for my community and uh-huh. i'm the first and uh-huh. okay so what yeah I, i've got potholes on my street what are you going to do about the sewage is blasting out of the corner down there uh, on the avenue what are you what are you going to do about that uh my garbage hasn't been picked up uh what about that 
Uh, my neighbor's lay, has been laying dead on his front yard for the last four days. <laughs> Could somebody come by and pick his body up off the ground? It's frozen to the ground now, by the way. Uh, are they going to be able to do any of that? No, and here, what we are going to do is we're going to accelerate Egypt's clean energy economy, enhancing oh, climate ambition and supporting energy security. This is your German and U.S. Uh, togetherness here. They got 250 mil... Uh, okay. Well, Wait I'm, till you get down to the methane portion of this go. thing. We're going to expand the global methane pledge to rapidly yeah. reduce global temperatures while boosting energy security. Reducing methane emissions, that's cows, is the fastest way to lower global temperatures in the near future. Uh, avoid dangerous climate tipping points. I thought we've already exceeded those. And alleviate global adaptation. I, I can't take that. The oil and gas sector represents the fastest and deepest methane emissions reductions, emissions reductions opportunities to achieve the GMP target. Yeah, what they're doing now is they've, they've got somebody with a target and they're going after them. This is more of the environmental justice squad. Can you see these... Uh, these protected white snowflakes getting into a fancy bar in New York, and they're all part of this. And the the pickup line is, "What do you do?" And she says, "I'm with the Global Methane Project." Oh you know, God, my legs would fly open. Oh man! <laughs> oh, you're doing you're doing GMP. You're on the Global Methane Pledge. Oh, I'm strengthening uh, domestic methane standards. We let's go to the, the let's, let's get, get to the restroom right let's now. Get together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Strengthening proposed domestic methane standards in the oil and gas sector that would reduce wasted energy and harmful emissions from covered... Can I tell you euphorians, you morons, what the biggest waste of energy you commit in your daily lives? This, this myth that you have to run the snowblower dry of gas in the fall. You morons are out there and your snowblower is running for two hours. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that, you idiots. That gas will work next winter. Don't do it. Put some seafoam in it and shut the hell up. Good to go. God, you people are stupid. Yep. I got to go out today and start that snowblower. Let it run for two and a half hours. But how did you get to that point of your life where you are going to not only read this and be okay with it, but subscribe to it even more so oh, when you come Chris. to the polls? I, I'll come from the opposite angle. Nobody's reading this, and the people that do read it are not understanding it. Or, Nobody's or reading this. Or they're employed by it. They're, this is their living. This is how yeah. they're eating. Yeah. Because like we've said, an electric car. everybody else is trying to make ends meet, trying to make that paycheck last for more than a half a day. And when you're 27 years old and you don't have a family and you're a renter and you don't have children, you could easily make your ends meet by being part of the Global Methane Pledge. Yeah. Yeah, you get, you know, you're making uh, 68 grand a year as a uh, assistant uh, third-level shift leader in the GMP. But based on what you said last week, how we've we've acquiesced the vote to the what you just said, the 27-year-old that doesn't have any skin in the game. If if this, Lots of 27-year-olds do, by the way. Okay, Let's always remember that. But I'm, I'm, I'm piggybacking on your point from last week following my despondent nature after the election. This is only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Because the more that we keep inundating this in the public schools and, and in the failed academy, we're going to keep turning out more and more of these people. Absolutely. 
So th- this is as good as it's going to be from a voting standpoint. Oh, it's going to go downhill. We're going to welcome over 130 countries which have now endorsed the Global Methane Pledge. That covers half of global methane emissions and over two-thirds of the global economy. Uh, We're going to launch a joint declaration from energy importers and exporters on reducing greenhouse gas emissions from fossil fuels. (coughs) We're going to welcome the launch of the Methane Alert and Response System. I got your methane alert here. If I could find it, I don't know where it is, but we got methane alerts. So we could hammer on this every single day for the rest of our lives, right. and we're not going to... M- we'll make, make a dent. How, 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 in fact, do we... How do, how do we make that dent? What do we say I don't to think heard? I don't think we can. Uh, we're, we're already preaching to the choir. GLers understand this is folly. Uh, I mean, this is like pushing back against the sun rising. This, this, the ball's rolling. It's too late to stop this. That's that. That was my particular uh, world war. That's the only thing that's going to stop. And this. that's even being criticized. There yeah. shouldn't be a war. You're interfering with our climate change plans. Right. Well, there, there shouldn't be a you're war. You're standing obviously. in the way. You're standing in the but way. But I'm of more progress. interested in there not being a war, so kids on playgrounds aren't murdered. So I don't give a bleep about methane. Five U.S. cities wiped off the map. Do you think uh, in some kind of violent act of terrorism? You think it'll stop? That it'll stop then? You think it's it's still going to be? No, I think this movement is so cemented and ingrained in the consciousness that too many saps buy into this. Kenny, I know you were gone last week, but I, I guess my point was, if we didn't see a sea change last Tuesday, we're never going to see one. After what we went through for the previous two years, if we didn't see a sea change... Well, I, I've got the answer. I know why what happened on Tuesday is really easy to explain. I do, too, but go ahead. It's Trump. Mm-hmm. It's Trump. It. Yeah. No, 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 all of it's Trump. Uh, the re- there's nothing left of the Republican Party because of Trump. No. The Republican Party is ineffective, and it will be for as long as Trump is around. And if that psychopath... Uh, announces tomorrow night that he's running, uh, just be prepared for more of this climate change BS. If you're in the Republican Party and, and you don't, and you love Trump, you're the you're the problem. You're never going to get the crossover vote again. And I'm not saying this from a point of anger. I understand why you love him. But you're never going to win another election again because of the crossover vote is gone. Gone. Uh, he he has been in many respects completely ruinous to this country. I, I, Especially the Republican Party. There is no Republican Party. Right. We saw that last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. And there really isn't any Democratic Party if we're both uh, citing parties we know and recognize. Okay, we can know... We, we can cite the fact that we cannot now recognize the Republican Party. Was that a right. fair statement? Yep. Yes. And we cannot recognize the Democratic Party, nope. in my estimation. Yep. So one extreme won, the left. The right extreme didn't win. The left extreme did. And it isn't mainstream left that won. It's the extreme that won. <laughs> Meanwhile, the vast majority of us are sitting around wondering, well, who the hell is here representing me? Well, who's going to represent the green shipping challenge? We have a green shipping challenge. Oh, I saw that. We uh, we got to you know get the boats greener. 
uh, accelerating zero emission solutions in Ukraine and EU through advanced nuclear, establishing an international climate hub for climate smart agriculture, announcing new initiatives for governments to lead by example, uh, launching the net zero government initiative, launching the sub national climate action leaders exchange launching the net zero game changers initiative these are these are these are all guaranteed to never fail because none of these initiatives are measurable <laughs> for achievement or success none of them imagine if we had that kind of system when we were going to school ken wow what are we doing on the other side of this? We should be joining up and making millions like the rest of these frauds. Yeah, we should. We should. Because it's because, tough being honest. Because they end up winning. being broke. They're winning. <laughs> Unlocking millions in finance and facilitating U.S. clean energy exports through strategic, strategic investments by the U.S. Trade and Development Agency and the U.S. Export Import Bank, launching the Sustainable Banking Alliance. Uh, launching the Climate Gender Equity Fund. Investing <laughs> in climate leadership for Egyptian women. Okay. Launching Jeez. the Indigenous Earth. People's Finance Access Facility. Empowering youth as resilience and clean energy leaders. What, what could they be a leader of? They don't, they don't know anything. And they're going to a failed academy where they're not learning anything. It all comes from the participation trophy gang. It's all those kids. That's from the White House, people. That's not from some evil right-wing podcast. Aren't you a little bit shocked that they even posted this? No. Or or are they just that? We're uh, one of 20 people that have read this thing. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I got my scooter picked up yesterday. Good. Tim and his daughter, Kaylin, the electric bike expert, stopped by my place. They got a brand new trailer, enclosed trailer. They picked me up, and they picked up a buddy of mine, and my scooter's on its way. Well, it's there now at Forest Lake for winter storage and winterization and battery tending. It's a great service offered by EcoFun Motorsports with two locations, Highway 97 and Forest Lake, immediately west of Interstate 35E and the store in Burnsville on uh, the service road of life near County Road 42 off uh, Interstate 35W. I told Tim I'd be seeing him the week of Thanksgiving. They've got the scooters on sale, the the, uh, Crossfire golf carts on sale, the electric bikes, not to mention service, uh, helmets, apparel, great people. Uh, but also this fantastic winter storage deal. I can't believe he's uh, so ahead of the curve on that. For a fee, they pick up your rig, your motorcycle, your scooter, your electric bike. They take care of it all winter. You don't have to. And if you buy something now and talk nicely, I bet that stuff's put away for you. You don't have to pick it up until winter because that's what I plan to propose when I visit him the week of Thanksgiving because I have a purchase in mind. Oh, I have a purchase in mind. Got okay. a dump box. It's got a dump box. That's uh, EcoFun Motorsports, Forest Lake in Burnsville. EcoFunMotorsports.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Okay, I'm supposed to be talking about DK Mags here, but I got to 
pretty good letter from a fellow hunter, dear dear Kenny. This fall, you've mentioned ammo at DK Mags and squirrel hunting quite often, so I thought this story might interest you. I grew up in a Mississippi River town in Illinois, which is in West Central Illinois. Squirrel hunting always very popular in that part of the country. People often debated about what kind of gun to use from a 22 to 12 gauge and everything in between. Another unique thing about this town was how many people had nicknames. And often those nicknames reflected something physical about the person. One man was known as Double Ugly. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Double Ugly was an avid squirrel hunter. One day during a debate uh, about the type of gun to use, we were sitting around the NAC hardware. Double Ugly said he didn't need a gun. He simply made eye contact with a squirrel, looked at it really hard, and uglied it to death. He added that he added that he he took his wife hunting a couple of times, but she tore the squirrels up so much there was nothing left to eat. Have you ever had squirrel? Yeah. Is it good? Uh, it's all right. There's guys that hunt that say it's the best delicacy out in the woods. Hmm. Um, that it's really, really good. But, you know, they're tree rats. Come on. I'm not yeah. going to eat something that eats McDonald's out of your trash can. That's right. Uh, but if you are a squirrel hunter or a big game hunter, if it flies, if it crawls, whatever, you could get your ammo. You can get your firearms at DK Mags. And if personal protection is your thing, if you've been at it for years or you're thinking about giving it a shot, DK Mags again, Old 8 in New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun up in Monticello. A couple of great shops run by GLers, for GLers. Go to the website, dkmags.com. Are squirrels rodents? They are to me. Yeah. <laughs> Vermin. They're creepy you, little bastards. How about this guy's life? Rob, Detroit Lakes. Joe, I don't know if you still announce end-of-the-world listener stories. I haven't heard one in a while, which is probably a good thing. I recently had my annual appointment at the Fargo VA, where I, where I receive my health care as a disabled veteran. For the record, I have received excellent care at the Fargo VA. During the intake process, the nurse will always ask a question of standard, uh, will always ask a series of standard questions. For example, do you feel safe in your home? I understand the purpose of this question and have no problem with it. My nurse then went on to state that she has a new question that is required to be asked once a year. Question, do you identify as a male or female? Needless to say, I nearly fell out of my chair. I told her that I would prefer to never be asked that question again. She said that she would note my request in the file. On this Veterans Day, I couldn't help but think of that 85-year-old Korean War vet being asked what they identify as, as what a slap in the face to those that served. All I could think of when I walked out of the hospital was, our country is doomed. Keep pushing back. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Yeah. You woke, miserable fools. God. <laughs> I saved this. I hesitate to do it, but it can't go unnoticed. Maybe it's just me. Could be just me. What is it? Lay, lay it on me. What do you got? <sighs> on election day, Montana residents were given the option to eff- to affirm or deny Legislative Referendum 131 being signed into law. With nearly all the votes in as of last Thursday afternoon, I carried this story over the weekend, the Associated Press called the race. 
With 96% of the vote in, 52.4% of Montana residents voted no on the referendum, as opposed to 47.6% who voted yes. If residents had voted yes, the referendum would have enacted a law guaranteeing any infant born alive at any stage of pregnancy uh, would require protections as a legal person and would impose criminal penalties on any health care worker that doesn't provide adequate medical care to these babies. The measure comes from House Bill 167, sponsored by Republican State Representative Matt Regler. Uh, Kaiser Health News reported that Regler intended the bill and referendum to protect infants who have survived abortions from being denied medical care and being left to die. And uh, 52% of Montana residents denied that law. It won. They don't have to uh, protect a baby now who's born at any point during the pregnancy. What? You heard me. Wow. What has happened to Montana? You've got that backwards, right? Nope. Huh. I just don't think it says, I don't think it speaks well of the country. Um, If an infant is born alive, uh, why wouldn't you take care of it? Didn't you take an oath to... You're a doctor. You took the oath. You took the Hippocratic Oath. It's tough for... A show not even, with three three guys on it to be talking about abortion rights and things. Yeah, of I don't nature. intend to very. And long. I get that, but there was one thing I found about a week ago that I found extremely troubling, and it was because leading up to Tuesday's election, obviously abortion was a very hot topic being discussed about this particular candidate, that particular candidate, and it, it had to do with. Women finding out that they were pregnant, visiting their OBGYN, and then making the decision to have an abortion, which mm-hmm. is the, completely their right. Mm-hmm. But the tone with which these women were treating their um, their their pregnancy, it was eye opening and frightening. Mm-hmm. Basically, this this wasn't. This it, is it, an inconvenient time. Exactly. This is well. I can't be bothered by this. This has got to go. It wasn't. I, I don't. I'm not phrasing it properly. So, uh, how it was did really the, troubling? How did the campaign go to push that through? I don't know. I wasn't there. What? How grim and dark? Well, and and I'm I'm taking it out of Montana. I think it's grim and dark for society. Yeah, it's it, it shocks me. It's Montana. You know, if the vote was there. Fifty-two point four percent to forty-seven point six percent in Montana. What would have? What would so, it have been in New York or L.A.? Explain this to me. I must be comprehending this wrong. If you have a premature birth, the doctor has no obligation to keep that child alive. On election day, Montana voters were given the option to affirm or deny legislative referendum 131 being signed into law, 
with nearly all of the votes in the Associated Press called the race. With 95% of the vote in, 52.4% of Montana residents voted no for the referendum, as opposed to 47.6% who voted yes. If residents had voted yes, the referendum would have enacted a law guaranteeing any infant born alive at any stage of pregnancy protections as a legal person. Uh, would would get protections as a legal person. It would impose criminal penalties on any health care worker who didn't provide adequate medical care to the babies. So now we just have to find that doctor or staff that will walk away. And I, I would hope that there isn't that person doesn't exist. What 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 am I missing here? Uh I don't think I'm missing anything. Well, the wording is janky. The measure comes from House Bill 167 uh, to protect infants who have survived abortions from being denied medical care and being left to die. But it sounds like what they were voting on was any infant born prematurely, not just, not just the result of an abortion. Is that what it's for? 52.4% voted no. Let's not affirm the right of that child to have uh, medical protection. And 47% said, yes, let's, let's provide that child with medical so protection. This is solely about children that, that have been uh, aborted? I think that was the intent of the, uh, the legislative wording, but it sounds to me like the referendum language made it sound like any kid born early. It said uh, it would have enacted a law guaranteeing any infant born alive at any stage of pregnancy. Yeah. Joe, how long have you been preaching the gospel of the mystery here in Garage Logic? How 15 many years. Has it been? years. I'm going to just put a, a number on it. Let's call it 15 years. And in that time, we have seen the mystery come. It's come. To it's, the, it's, to here. The, it, it's here. It's at our doorstep. It's winning. What the hell kind of world is going to exist in 15 years? Uh, well, we, we, fortunately, we may not be here. But I'm dead serious. I've got, a, I've got an 11 and a 7-year-old kid. What the hell kind of world is going to exist in the year 2037? Here, that's rhetorical, right? Mm-hmm. Montana voters rejected a measure that would have required medical workers to provide care to infants born prematurely or in rare instances of surviving an attempted abortion or face penalties. Mm-hmm. I think if the kid survives the abortion, that, that, kid's got a, that kid's got a future. That's a fighter. <laughs> Critics say that infanticide, infanticide thank you, is already illegal and the proposed amendment was unnecessary. All right, maybe there's more to it that we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I just don't know. All the good that was done for me mentally over the last week. Shot to hell. Just went out the door. In the last 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, and I ain't done yet. Well, good. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't done yet. You don't want your... uh, you don't want your life to fall into the hands of the courts once you die. And speaking of death, 
There ain't no legislative law that's going to keep us from dying. We're all going to die, and when you do, you're going to leave behind your stuff. And if you leave behind your stuff and it's a mess, then your family's all screwed up, and they don't know what the hell's going on. But if you get an estate plan with Eckberg Lammers, then your estate will flow smoothly, and uh, your kids and your, your family and those you leave behind will be eternally grateful that you've left things in, uh, in great order. Eckberg Lammers helps with a lot of family stuff, passing on cabins and vacation properties, uh, for example, uh, estate planning. If you don't think you need one, uh, think again. If you don't have one, then your estate, uh, meaning what you own, will become the province of the courts. Eckberg Lammers can prevent that. They can save you some tax dollars. They can uh, make things very comfortable for your family with that Tremendous life change when you're not there. I don't care how old you are. You got to get this done. I've told you that. Mm-hmm. You got to get it done. Eckberg Lammers. Uh, they've been doing this for 70 years. They have a great team. They know what they're. They know what they're up to. You can make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers, or you can go to Eckberg Lammers. Uh, well, just a minute. I'm going to give you the whole the whole deal here. I thought I was going to. Yes. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit EckbergLammers.com slash will. Poke around on that website if you don't think you need an estate plan. Because guarantee me, uh, as the mayor of Garage Logic, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you need an estate plan just to keep your stuff out of the hands of this grimy government. Justice and the Suture. Oh, I like this. Dylan Height on GL Podcast. Acoustic Storm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Brands that you need right now. Moon Motorsports has them. They've got them for you. Triumph, Ducati, BMW, KTM, Husqvarna, Honda, Yamaha, Can-Am. And right now... If and when you buy that brand new bike at Moon, they will provide free winter storage <laughs> or free delivery to areas around Minnesota. See uh, the many brands and the options. You can do it all at moonmotorsports.com. Uh, but the main thrust here, uh, the Moon Black Friday hour-by-hour savings party. It's Friday, November 25th, 1 to 6 p.m. The savings on the parts, the apparel, the gear increase by the hour. So... The longer you linger with your friends or family at Moon, the more money you save. They also have some amazing uh, giveaways scheduled for that day. Spend 100 bucks, You can enter to win one of three Polaris Sportsman 110U-size ATVs for the kiddos. And all of this plays out on Black Friday, the uh, 25th of November. Moon, there are Minnesota motorcycle ATV side-by-side sleds, uh, service parts, sales provider, Right there in Monticello, south side of 94, west of 25, and on the web at moonmotorsports.com. Joe, before you continue, we do have a couple of things to promote here on the Garage Logic podcast. This Thursday is Give to the Max Day 2023 in Minnesota, and all week long, Garage Logic is rallying behind Mike Schoonover's 
Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation to help identify heart defects in kids ages 14 to 24 to follow the tragic death of their son, Patrick, who passed away at age 14. The foundation provides free heart screens for kids 14 to 24, and these screens include family health history, blood pressure, height, weight, EKG, oh boy, echocardiogram, and physician consultation to review results. The foundation also teaches hands-only CPR and AED awareness and donates AEDs Wait. to host schools. Hands-only? Handsies, but no mouthy? Correct. Mm. Does you give to the max day when you pick somebody to give money to? Correct. Well, I can't think of anything better can than I, this. Can I give them the kiss of life anyway? Yeah. You can. Yeah, you can. Sure. Yeah. GLers, you can help out this amazing charity with your tax-deductible donation. To do so, just visit garagelogic.com, click on the banner or don't to donate, or search the keyword Patrick at garagelogic.com. It's Play for Patrick is the full name mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Also, we have something to promote regarding the Garage Logic Town. Council. We finally have our first event, and it's only for Garage Logic Town Council members. You ready? Yeah. Are we going to tell everybody where it is, or are we going to keep it top secret? Well, that's for the council members. The Garage Logic Town Council will hold its first official. What ta- happens if you show up and you're not a council? Yeah, member? that's what I'm worried about. Be here. a fight. What's going to yeah. happen if you two just shut your big? We're going to need some big bouncers, <laughs> some big badasses with tattoos and scary uh, scars and stuff. The Garage Logic Town Council will hold its first official town council members only meeting Wednesday, November 30th, from 4 to 6:30 p.m. I'll have to gavel at. Order at Tattersall what, Distillery. What were the times on that? Four to six thirty, Wednesday, November thirtieth, at Tattersall Distillery in River Falls, Wisconsin. That's their new location, by the way. Huh. You can join the Garage Logic crew for complimentary appetizers beginning at four, with a live Garage Logic podcast to follow at five p.m. This event is only open to town council members. Members who wish to attend should RSVP in the town council member platform at garagelogic.com. If you're not a member and want to be at this exclusive and official meeting, not a problem. All you got to do is sign up for the town council right now I have a at garagelogic.com. Sensitive question for you. What if only five people RSVP? Then five of you are going to have the chance to hang out with us at the Tattersall location in River Falls, Wisconsin. We'll see you on November 30th in River Falls. Just remember to RSVP for the event at garagelogic.com. Uh, Stacy, the geologist, you have to be there. I'm issuing an order right now, and uh, bring your friend Angie. Do you, get a plus, do you get a plus one, Chris? That I'm unaware of, but you can find out more at garagelogic.com. Uh, I'll put Angie on the list so she doesn't have to join the town council. Oh, my God. <laughs> do we? I got a piece out of Connecticut. I think Jordy alerted me to this. Uh, firefighters are uh, learning and exploring ways to fight electric vehicle fires. Oh. Uh, EV fires are hard to put out because of something called thermal runaway, which is thousands of little lithium-ion batteries that power EVs and burn in a superheated chain reaction. One of those cells catches fire. It borders multiple other cells that border potentially hundreds of other cells, said P.J. Norwood. I don't know who the hell he is, but he must know what he's talking about. Uh, Oh, he's the director of training at the Connecticut Fire Academy. He says the problem of EV fires is that they are so new 
and the technology is changing so quickly, firefighters and instructors are still trying to figure out the best way to fight those fires. Trying to put some best practices together and some guidance so everybody has the same information, Norwood said. Right now, firefighters use a car fire prop to help them train. They put out the fire just like they would a gas car fire. They don't have the equivalent of that for electric cars because it would cost too much. Electric vehicles are quite expensive, and just to get a couple of electric vehicles and to set them on fire to extinguish them is challenging and very cost-prohibitive, Norwood said. One thing that does work on EV fires is water. The problem is that it takes a lot of water, as much as 10 times more water than to poke out a regular car fire. Really? A gas-powered car fire takes somewhere between 750 and 1,000 gallons of water to put out. Oh, the hell you say, really? An EV fire can take 8,000 gallons to extinguish. In July, an electric CT transit bus caught fire in what may be the biggest EV fire in this country so far. Jeffrey Naples is the acting Hamden, Connecticut fire chief in his department uh, the paper just cut out on me there. Fire departments all over the country have been asking for their advice, meaning that fire department that put out the electric bus fire. Naples said his team made great decisions that day. They pulled the burning bus out of a maintenance building, made sure no one was inside, and then just let it burn. If we were actually to put this bus fire out with water, you are looking at over 20,000 gallons of water that we would need to submerge the bus in, Naples said. So the great new technology is let her her burn. Let her go. Again, that's, that's what I told the fire department that about my dairy barn. Yeah. If they get a call, let just, we'll just let her go. Again, that's one of the reasons we're looking at letting these vehicles burn because of the amount of water required. A number of companies are now testing new ways to deal with EV fires. At least one department in Connecticut is, is trying something called car fire blankets. The Hamden Fire Department says it will have its complete recommendations from lessons learned from their jumbo-sized EV fire, ready to help other departments in just a few weeks. If we can help the next fire department that faces this challenge, we want to make sure they're ready for it, Naples said. He's the head of the Hamden thing. EV fires are tricky, but they are not common. Federal numbers from 2020 show gas-powered cars are 60 times more likely than EVs to burn. Well, I'm, I'm not buying that it, oh, only because I, the numbers are so skewed. Do I, they mean, I, do they mean in, in a per capita basis? Because Joe, every obviously day. there are more gas cars on the road. Okay, that's a good point. But there's car fires every single day in the Twin Cities, yep. every day. As more EVs hit the roads, it's likely there, that there will be a new and better EV firefighting technique. So there you have it. Imagine um, a future yep. with freight trucks. That yeah. deliver bread and milk. Imagine the future with your lips sewed shut. And the buses that take Such. children to school. And, and I would handle it the same way the great Red Adair would handle it. Cap it? I'd blow the living hell yeah. out of it. Cap it. <laughs> blow it up. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, maybe here in the land of 10,000 lakes we'll be all right. We'll pollute the hell out of the lakes. But just drive them into Bay, Bay Ska, Maka, Ska, Ska, and just put them out there. In Lake ah, Harriet, just let her burn. Lake of the Isles. Get it full of electric vehicles. Pull it out on the ice. It won't be very good looking, 
but just let it burn on the ice on Lake of the Isles. She'll plummet to the depths. <laughs> Davy the Jones spring. locker. In yep. the spring. Yeah. Only. Uh, only. Already? Already? Well, who's got more? We're good. Oh. Yeah, we're good. Well, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day... Today is December 14th, Joe. In 1860, telegraph service reached Minneapolis. Huh. Isn't that something? On this day in 1908, Harrison Salisbury was born in Minneapolis. A reporter and author, he would be especially noted for his writing on the Soviet Union. And in 1955, he won the Pulitzer Prize for International Correspondence. Okay. On this day in 1917... November, November 14th. Mike O'Dowd, the Cyclone of St. Paul, defeated Al McCoy to win boxing's middleweight title, which he held until 1920. Wow. Hmm. And finally, on this day in 1996, author... Maridel Lesseur died in Hudson, Wisconsin. She was born in Murray, Iowa on Feb 22, 1900. Lesseur moved with her family to Minnesota when she was 12, a reporter and the author of novels and short stories. She was blacklisted for being a member of the Communist Party. Her work was rediscovered and heralded by feminists in the 1970s. Hmm. I, I can say with all... Uh, Certainty that I've never read anything by Maradel Lesseur. Okay. But mm. I didn't know she was a commie. I didn't know she was a commie. If you're a, a member of the Communist Party these days, though, you're, you're celebrated. You're held in high regard. Oh, you win legislative seats and you head yeah. school boards and you're a part of the yeah. teachers' union. You get to decide on gender, oh, climate. You've got to have uh, climate equity for your genders mm -hmm. in, uh, in the global reach of the Methane Production Act. Resilient. Food securities. And then you get a purple Bentley. Wow. Yeah. GLers. Hang in there. I'd recommend you might give Sports Talk a try today. Okay. Because uh, that was just one hell of a football game yesterday. Vikings beating Buffalo in overtime. And while you have a few minutes, head on over to the Garage Logic YouTube page and hit the subscribe button because we are posting daily content for your amusement. You can follow us along on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as we mentioned, our first ever Garage Logic Town Council viewing party is coming up. So you still have time to sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council online at garagelogic.com.